This is WUWM's Eric Van Fellow Kobe Brown, and thanks for joining me as I continue with We Gays, a series that reports on issues of importance to the local LGBTQ population. Conversion therapy, the discredited practice that attempts to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity, costs lives. Earlier this year, Republican lawmakers in Wisconsin voted to prohibit a ban on the practice. But advocates are vowing to renew the push for a statewide ban. In the meantime, they've taken strides to stop conversion therapy on a local level. Here's Tori Stevenson, the Director of State Advocacy with the Trevor Project. Starting off, uh, Wisconsin itself, we know that um, just among LGBTQ, 44% have, um, of youth in just Wisconsin have considered suicide in the past year. Um, and that includes 56% of trans and non-binary youth. What we have learned from um, our own research, which was a peer-reviewed study with a JAMA Pediatrics, um, this is where it was produced in 2020, we know that there's $9.23 billion annually used, um, that's what it costs in the repercussions of conversion therapy based on bad mental health outcomes based on suicidality, based on um, all the trauma caused by this practice, we were able to break it down. Um, and we know that if the reverse were true, affirmative protections against conversion therapy, or there's an estimated cost savings of 6.19 billion that would go into it based on, on just the mental health um, I am curious, are you seeing conversion therapy being publicly funded or is it being funded more privately in places that it is still happening? Uh, that's a good question. So um, we know that public funding goes to mental health institutions. We know that many of these mental health institutions are, especially in places of um, like drug rehabilitation and things, are funded by the state quite often, are court mandated. We know that funds go to some of these places, and there have been those that we've had reports of um, being state-funded that are engaging in conversion therapy. Um, tracing a lot of those dollars is hard because conversion therapy, I, large air quotes when you say that, is not a recognized practice by any major mental health institution. In, in fact, has been found detrimental by all of them. Um, so... What that means for insurance purposes is people can't code it. It's not a it's not a thing that is a recognized practice. So people go in and use people being um, those that charge the government through Medicare, Medicaid, um, any government funded healthcare. Uh, will go in and put the wrong codes in. They'll say that they're treating for anxiety. They say that they're treating for other things, and they're actually coding for things that are legitimate um, practices. But then doing these harmful things that are not approved. They're outside the ethics and, and the practices of their profession. So yes, I would say dollars are going to it through that, through basically insurance fraud in many ways. I think a lot of people have a notion that conversion therapy is also an extension of some of these faith-based entities. Are you seeing that it's still that way or are, is, is it more secular entities as well that are um, still, you know, making this practice prevalent? Than all of the above. We, once again, so-called conversion therapy, it's um, actually 
sexual orientation and gender identity change efforts are the the legal and and name but there's no there's no textbook because it's not something that can be taught because it's not a legitimate practice therefore um where it's happening is, is until somebody tells us about it and usually the young people who this happens to or the young adults don't talk about it till they're much older because of safety and things like that so it is a lot of it is anecdotal as to where we we find the folks and a lot of it is reported later. So we do know that a lot of it does happen in uh, faith-based spaces, but we also know that we've got dozens and dozens of uh, licensed practitioners around the country that we've identified who are still doing this practice today. I'm curious, you know, a lot of people have criticized policies recently being, you know, Roe v. Wade with abortion, um, saying that it feels like the U.S. is taking a step back in some ways, and the same could be said when it pertains to LGBTQ plus issues. I'm curious, do you see a trend maybe following with, you know, Wisconsin knocking down this band and seeing other states pursuing the same path with that? Well, to be clear, Wisconsin, the, the decision in Wisconsin was... Um, it was about a separation of powers issue more than conversion therapy. This was decided on who had the authority to do something. So in the Wisconsin case, you had boards, regulatory boards, the, the boards of licensure for three different professions make a rule that those who they licensed could not do this well within their purview. They're the experts on it. So it was three of the seven major boards that license um, medical and, and mental health issues. So the AA committee of the legislature um, got together and decided to strike that down. So it was not a court decision. It was a, it was a decision of the legislature that will probably be adjudicated in court. So we are not convinced that that's over in Wisconsin, and we believe that it's going to come back around shortly. Um, but that said, the greater tensions... Um, I think we've seen this before. We Every time we have major progress, we have major pushback. So we've seen in the last decade, we've seen um, the freedom to marry become the law of the land. We've seen much greater um, visibility for the trans community. And I think what we're seeing is a backlash from a lot of that. So I think this will calm down and it will get better. Um, and yeah, it can. It, it's rough right now, but no, I think on the, as far as conversion therapy, as far as equality in general, I think that we're on the right path, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. It just gets hard as you're, as you're winning, as visibility goes up, as, as rights are being secured for every community that's ever faced that. Um, there are periods like this where, where you see a lot of blowback and a lot of pushback um, for rights secured. How can... LGBTQ plus people or and allies take agency and really grab back some of that control that seems like it's being taken from them? Um, there in Wisconsin, I would say reach out. There's an organization that we work with all the time called Fair Wisconsin that do a great job of um, advocating at all levels of government and, and throughout the state, the public education level. So I'd say those that are local and interested i would reach out to fair wisconsin and, and get engaged um and there's also ways to folks can talk to the to their city council members about 
doing this at the municipal level. People can talk to their state legislators. I mean, these folks quite often will go an entire legislative session without having one constituent walk in their office or, or call them. Um, and the most important thing they can do is support the, the queer youth around them, the LGBTQ young people that, that they know or that, that want them to know about them. Um, we know that through research, we have seen that um, LGBTQ youth are 40 percent. Um, I'm sorry, less likely to attempt suicide if there is at least one affirming adult in their life. So just being that one person, being that sounding board, um, and hopefully being a lot more than one person um, that are supportive of those young people, goes a long way to saving life. Stevenson says the first step in getting rid of the practice is educating people on what it means to be LGBTQ+, and learning that just like any other trait, it can't be changed. Tori Tapajan knows that you can't change who you are firsthand. Tapajan is a senior minister with the Metropolitan Community Church in Milwaukee and has been passionately working to ban conversion therapy since 2018. He's also a survivor of conversion therapy after being briefly involved with Exodus International. It was a nonprofit Christian organization that sought to, quote, help people who wish to limit their homosexual desires. Here's Tapajan as he shares a bit of his experience. So, Tori, I've seen that you've done a lot of work uh, regarding conversion therapy. Recently, Wisconsin struck down a ban, Republicans in Wisconsin struck down a ban that would ban conversion therapy, allowing it in some parts of the state again. Um, and you have some experience in your past with conversion therapy yourself. Can you talk a little just about, briefly describe how you were subjugated to that and what your experience entailed? Well, I experienced it when I was in my teens. Um, I'm living in California, Los Angeles, and uh, you know, being raised in a very... Um, not closed-minded, but a very um, tight Orthodox upbringing, um, Middle Eastern Orthodox upbringing, where you know all of the all of the LGBT things were kind of taboo, and you know it wasn't right to be gay, or I guess anything that went along with it. And um, I had, had saw something um, advertised, and I can't remember. You know, we're going back to like the mid 80s, early 90s, um, about this group that was, I guess I don't say anti-gay, but kind of basically would make you not gay anymore, so to speak, or whatever. So I, I uh, checked it out and uh, started attending. And um, as I was going through this their process or whatever, um, a lot of different things started to evolve and change within my um, thought process, my uh, thinking, my thinking of just in general of how we accept and don't accept in society and, you know, was it really the truth or the facts that, you know, we're not accepted or, you know, or if, if you're looking at it on a, on a faith aspect, you know, are we not are we not accepted by God for who we identify as? And uh, 
And the more and more as I started going through that, and also <clears throat> I have always been heavily involved in ministry and all those different aspects. And um, I, I would, I'd say maybe halfway into their program, um, and it's, this was back, back through like Exodus International, um, if you're familiar with <clears throat> that, that, they were the, like the, the major organization. And it just, it just, things just weren't, weren't adding up and it just wasn't, um, I guess, calculating in my mind that, you know, first of all, is this something that I really should be doing and all that? And it was quite interesting because uh, the, I'll say the leader of, I guess, the group that I was involved with, whatever, uh, um, we sort of became friends. Um, and uh, I don't say, I think th things led to conversations of, you know, him questioning was this something. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and I guess as I was going through this, I, I learned, actually learned more and more through other um, now colleagues and friends who were a part of the Metropolitan Community Church Movement, which is the, uh, I guess, the original gay church or the original um, faith that accepted LGBT Christians and, you know, and it was like, it was okay to be gay and there wasn't anything wrong about it. There was nothing, nothing saying that you'd be condemned and all of that. And um, I guess, I don't know, it, it might have been one time we had just gone out um, for coffee or dinner, or whatever, and I guess the discussion—I the, the, guess the discussion led more and more towards, you know, why why are we a part of this? And um, and I, I would say things one thing led to another, so to speak, in a sense of possible attraction towards each other, this or that, whatever, and then um, we ended up dating. Yeah, I'm curious. What were some of the procedures that they? maybe had you exercise or go through because it seems like you were going through some of the stuff where you were attending maybe some of the meetings and you, they weren't really resonating with you. Well, I think a lot of it led towards, I guess, just your, um, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long. Um, and of course, and those are some of the things that you block out of your memory through time. But, um, you know, I, I, I mean, there was talk about abstinence and things like that. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, if you weren't, you know, if you were really sexual or this or that, whatever that, you know, your concentration should be towards the opposite sex, or, you know, or if, you know, I mean, they were even, I think at one point they were even saying, you know, like self masturbation, this or that, whatever it was, you know, things that would trigger all of this. So, I mean, I want to say that they put a lot of do's and don'ts on things, but just, I, I would say it's more or less of a, I guess maybe brainwashing maybe is a good way of, I guess, identifying it for simpler terms of trying to reverse your thinking patterns and all of that and, you know, telling you that this is how you should be thinking and this is what you should be doing and all of that. And, and they, they sort of, some of it heavily laid on, you know, things in faith, worship, and, you know, church, and this and that, and um, I'm trying to think what, uh, 
you know, not um, if you're going out, don't go, just go, if you know, go out in large numbers. So basically, just don't you and another man, you know, be going out, whatever. So it doesn't give you that temptation. I mean, I mean, it's kind of you name it. It was kind of in the mix of basically turning your mindset around that you that you did not have attraction an attraction towards men that it was towards the opposite sex. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about what you're telling me so far is that for some people who've experienced conversion therapy, you know, you hear, I guess, from a lot of minors that they were kind of forced there by their parents. Um, in your case, I'm kind of getting the sense that you kind of saw this in an ad or somewhere and you were intrigued or maybe interested in what it could do for you, if that makes sense. Well, I, th- I think if anything, it was more that questioning, was I gay or was I not gay? And, you know, and, um, you know, was I, you know, was I not thinking along the right lines of, you know, okay, well, I think I'm gay, but, you know, or do I have these tendencies or do that, whatever, and just that. I, th- I think it was more of an affirmation, confirmation of telling yourself that you weren't gay when, when you really were. Can you speak to some of the work that you did in 2018 regarding conversion therapy here in Wisconsin? Well, um, I was, uh, I guess, sort of sought out by the uh, Equal Rights Equal Rights Commission of Milwaukee, and uh, the uh, individual who uh, heads it up um, was also one of the community leaders, and called and said that you know this this bill's going on the table, um, and would you be a part of the committee in helping us write the, I don't know, the, I don't know, the rebuttal or what, whatever the, you know, the, the, the pros and cons of and, and why we should not um, pass conversion therapy in the city of Milwaukee and uh, to taking it to the Common Council and then um, being, uh, being present when that was being debated by the council on the council floor and, uh, and uh, testifying. Um, and you know, to the to the you know the pleasantry of the Common Council, you know, agreeing pretty much unanimously that you know we should not have conversion therapy in in Milwaukee, as well as um, we became the model for a lot of the other surrounding uh, cities and others, whatever. Um, even it going to the to the uh, capital or the, the Senate and the and all of that. Um, sadly, that it got shot down, but. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I guess having the input or, you know, again, again, someone who has experienced it and has, have got, has gone through all of that, um, I guess help shed the, um, the insight that, you know, I, I turned out just, just fine and, you know, I don't have any, any flaws that I'm aware of and, uh, <laughs> there, there might be a few here and there, but, uh, but, uh, but that, you know, I, I, grew up to be a successful professional um, in the community and uh, that by my you know holding on to my ground of being who I was didn't didn't change change anything of of how I how I I guess do business so to speak yeah absolutely um can you tell me a little bit about your reaction to the band being struck down now and fast forward to 2023 um it's sad um, you know, it's sad that, you know, again, um, 
yeah, it, it stems on the Republican side of the table, sadly. And uh, but um, actually was in Madison the, yesterday, and to learn that um, there is uh, work still being done um, to hopefully uh, bring a new a new proposal to the table or whatever. And um, um, and I. I can't remember who who um, who they said, but there's a couple of the Republican uh, people who have, uh, I guess, come onto the the senses of knowing that okay, we we see your point, we understand what's going on. So I th I think that hopefully the next time it comes around, that we'll have more complete support throughout the Senate and the. And, and all of that as it goes to the governor for, for approval. So I'm, I mean, there's that hope that, you know, as, as they said, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles um, because of all the other LGBT issues that are now coming to the, to, the, to the forefront and whatever. So it's like, you know, you might have to compromise here to, on one thing to have two other things move forward, you know, or vice versa and all that it's it's kind of like a um, domino and but it's a puzzle puzzle as it as it was sort of explained that you know sometimes you have to weigh in and agree with the the opposition to to get other things that are more important or that you know that will be easier to pass that then they'll hopefully come around and then what what's being difficult will become easy and that'll be be passed recently leaders in a number of cities have passed local bans on conversion therapy in march the milwaukee county board adopted a resolution voicing supervisors opposition to the practice the city of milwaukee already had a ban there are currently 14 wisconsin cities with bans on the books Topogen says anyone can get involved in putting it into conversion therapy by reaching out to their state lawmakers and calling for change. This episode, you heard Tori Stevenson, the Director of State Advocacy, and Tori Topogen, the Senior Minister with the Metropolitan Community Church in Milwaukee, and they both spoke with me, your host, Kobe Brown. Stay tuned for the next episode of We Gays next month. Talk to you soon.